Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. Hello, hello. We are recording from our new office. We haven't fully decided where we're going to film our podcast yet, so all the next couple episodes are probably going to sound a little bit different as we test out the different rooms, but today we are talking all about sleep, and I feel like we've postponed this episode for a while because we were just getting as much practice as possible in like putting Blue to sleep, and it's like one of those things where it's constantly changing. At the Always. very beginning, he was sleeping, like it's very deep sleep, so once he's asleep, he's like out, like cold. That's mm-hmm. like when people say that babies will sleep anywhere, like that's what they're referring to. Um, like he'll sleep on you, he'll sleep when you put him down, but then like when he wasn't sleeping, he would be like really upset. Like screaming. So, yeah, like screeching, like yeah. purple, red. Like tears don't come out yet, but it's like, screaming to the point where there's like no sound where they're like almost gasping for air Mm -hmm. it's very sad they're also very cute so it's like you're upset and i get that but also so cute um so like that was kind of the beginning and what we're dealing with right now is something that i'd heard about before but i didn't realize was as awful as it currently is um is this is the four month sleep regression so Nina just kept telling me to Google it because I kept trying to find like, oh, he must be upset because it might be too cold or it might be too hot. It was or like so annoying. Trying to figure out like, oh, maybe it's like this light is like Yeah, in it got to the point where like, Dan Google was like, it. yeah, where he was like putting him to sleep and he wouldn't go to sleep. And Dan was like, oh, like it was so scary. I was like in the room and like the fan was like rotating and then there was like a little light and then i saw a shadow and like i thought that it like it was just a shadow of me but like i think that's what he's scared of i think that's why he won't go to sleep and i'm like i swear to fucking god just google four months sleep regression and then talk to me like don't talk to me it's right now it's a thing it's a thing i didn't know i didn't know that like that was an actual thing yeah because i think the thing is like everyone tells you and it does like it gets easier um and it 100% does but what they don't also tell you is that they're constantly changing like babies are constantly changing which obviously you know um but they're growing they're changing and if you've been able to successfully put them to sleep before it doesn't mean that that's going to continue to work like it's not like yes you want to build good sleeping habits so like you should um you know obviously continue the routine yeah you should continue the routine like don't switch things up on them um because even if things aren't working as well as they were before you like completely completely switching up your routine or trying to put them to sleep in various different ways is just going to further confuse them um so i guess like before we get into like the four month sleep regression we can talk about what it was really like trying to put him to sleep as a newborn and like Kind of Talking about months. from the beginning, like step one. From the beginning. Like first few days. Yeah, like, I mean, the first few days yeah. were rough. We talked about this in our earlier episode, so I don't want to, like, repeat what we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. But it was really rough. Like, if Blue wasn't sleeping, then he was crying or he was eating. Like, that was literally it. And I think from what we kind of understand now, like, he was a very fussy baby. Um, I, like, I've, I personally feel like he might have been a little colicky. Like yeah, a lot 100%, of gas. So yeah, yeah there's is any time that he would like be put down or like try to lay down his back, he would just start like scream crying immediately, even if he's like asleep in your arms. Yeah. Um so like yeah, that that was quite difficult and like 
Yeah, he always had like trapped gas bubbles that we'd have yeah, to like. Yeah, so you have to like help them. Like you have to help mm-hmm. massage their bo- like their their body and like their stomach to like try to get the gas out. Like so he'll fart, um, or you have to like really constantly burp him. And what we found is that we were always trying to put Blue down so that he would go to sleep. Um, and like now he actually sleeps in his crib like really well. So I know that a lot of parents struggle with that. Like you'll either co-sleep with them in your bed or like they'll only fall asleep in your arms. So like thankfully we pushed through and we didn't even really realize that we were pushing through. We were just like, he needs to sleep in his crib. So we'd constantly mm-hmm. put him down. But I think that um, a lot of times he would be crying because he just wanted to be held. Um, and so he was like, wait, no, like it's warm. Like put me back in your arms. So um, I think like it was just a really big learning curve to understand your baby. So I think like the hardest thing about reading things online or parenting books or anything like that is that, yes, you can get general advice on like what you can try if things aren't working. I think that's the best thing that you can do. But it really comes down to you understanding your baby and like spending enough time like really like taking into account like okay when i do this they fall asleep when i do this they like it when i do this they don't like it um and every there's baby's a large so learning curve because yeah. like yeah i mean even now it's not like we fully understand him like and what he needs but like you, with time you kind of learn the routine and like what works for your baby but it's so it's so hard like that learning curve is like yeah because there are so many nights where i'm just like what does he want like yeah, i'm Dan so confused so I'm like i need to tab out like yeah yeah you get so so yeah. frustrated but um yeah in the beginning like sleep was hard and it was just kind of whatever like people say that you some people say that you can sleep train your baby from the beginning and i don't think that's true because you can't really train them i think that you can create good like sleeping habits so like kind of like how we would constantly put him in the crib when we wanted him to nap or sleep like that's a good habit you know so that Mm -hmm. he doesn't get used to sleeping in our bed if we don't want him to do that permanently um but you can't necessarily in my opinion at least for our baby and what we've read online is that you can't necessarily be like, okay, it's 6 a.m., you need to wake up. It's 9 a.m., you need to go to sleep. Like, you can't really, like, have hard and fast times for them because, like, they, one, sleep so much and it's just so irregular. Like, their circadian rhythm is just not developed. So day and night is not a concept. They're just kind mm-hmm. of sleeping constantly whenever they're tired. Um, and, like, overtiredness is a thing. Like, we didn't know this. And so you just assume that, like, when you're so tired, you'll just pass out and you'll just pass out hard and cold. Um, But babies need a lot of help falling asleep. So if you're, I mean, every baby's so different. So some people's babies will just fall asleep in, like, bright daylight um, and sound or no sound. Like, it doesn't really matter. But for Blue, we found that if it was dark in his room, um, so we put up, like, blackout curtains and stuff. If it's dark in his room... And there's white noise um if he has a pacifier the pacifier did and didn't work at the beginning yeah um but it depends it depends on like he'll tell us when he wants it yeah if he cries a lot then we'll put it in and he'll calm down but then sometimes if he's relatively calm you put it in he'll just spit it out so we found that it was better to just not or if he's crying too much he won't yeah if he's crying too much he's just bright red and his mouth is perpetually open so it won't close (laughs) on the pacifier but um yeah that and then also uh what was i talking about so much fun stuff just like (laughs) it's it's honestly a lot i'm like trying to dig in the archives because that's the thing is that they change so much they change so quickly like four months during that time too like we honestly it was tough for us to get any rest because anytime we would close our eyes it was just like 
perpetual visions of our baby crying you know yeah you just constantly hear him crying it's been the last couple days because of the sleep regression that i keep thinking that i hear him crying Mm -hmm. but he's not actually it's i think that's the hardest part is that when you're trying to rest your body is still in high stress mode and you're like constantly alert because you're like so used to running back into the room if he's crying so yeah it's hard to rest but (laughs) i think another thing that i should note that i was just thinking about is when I was buying baby products or like looking for advice and stuff, a lot of reviews that I found were like, oh, like, I mean, it's only really good for like the first couple months and then they grow out of it. So then I like would not buy things or like not um, care to do things because I was like, oh, well, like it's only going to last for like a month or two. Like they grow out of it by three months. Like I won't get it. But like if there's anything like that, I would recommend that you do still get it because three months seems like a very short amount of time in their lifetime. But like the first, I mean, even now, like the first so far what we've experienced four months has been so like short and very fast at the same time that like anything that's going to help you in this period of time, get it. What do you mean short and very fast? Short because he he grew so much, (laughs) but it went by like... Oh, wait. Oh, 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 short like, and fast are the and, same thing. Yeah, so I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I meant long and fast. Yeah, it felt, it felt like a long time because yeah. of, like, just how exhausting it is. And because how much you're learning and because yeah, yeah, of how yeah. much they're growing. So, yeah, all I wanted to say, that was, like, the longest convoluted way of saying it. But basically, <laughs> and if there's, stuff instead yeah, of if there's <laughs> something that you want to buy that people say is going to be helpful, um, for example, like, the Miracle Blanket or, like, the Miracle Swaddle, 10 and 10 highly recommend like yeah i mean he's grown out of it now he's grown out of it now so it it's only very, been three months very helpful. yeah it's like if your baby likes to be swaddled we tried a bunch of different ones and dayon's also like an expert swaddler from like just like a big square blanket and that worked for a little bit but blue is so strong that he breaks out of all of them so if you can get your hands on a miracle swaddle i think it's like slightly more expensive than all the other blankets and stuff but it works phenomenally because it like tucks the straps or like the pieces of cloth under his body it goes like over his arms and then like under him so then that way it's like yeah as much as he like kicks and moves it like it's still being carried or like held together by his weight which is pretty close so his arms always stay down and like he sleeps way longer because for the other ones like other things we didn't realize like if he's waking up frequently he could be too hot too cold this waddle is loose you need to change his diaper like there's so many different little things different variables yeah. that you like have to check for so before like when blue would like wake up crying we're like oh my god he must be hungry but now it's like okay like have you done all the other things like is he hot is he cold does he need to be changed like check all of that stuff before you assume that like he's one awake <laughs> and like wants to be awake because then we would take him out of his crib and we're like okay he wants to be awake now and then he'd get so upset because he's mm-hmm. like i'm not done sleeping like you need to just put me back to sleep so yeah it just takes a lot of time and we're still learning um because they're still changing but yeah for a period of time he managed to sleep through the night so he actually got to do that very early on and like i said like we didn't have like a routine for him but roughly every night he would go to sleep anywhere from like 6 p.m to 8 p.m and that's like after his bath so we give him Ah, a bath those were the days yeah we give him a bath he'll like go to sleep like i feed him um and it is a crutch it's a crutch that he needs to be fed (laughs) um to go to sleep but it was just that like he needs to be really full 
in order to stay asleep or else he'll wake up. So basically I'll he'll feed wake him. Up hungry, right? Yeah. I'll feed him and then he goes to sleep at like six or eight and then he won't wake up until like six, seven AM. And so he slept he slept like a full twelve hours for I would say like the all of his three months. I think like starting around like six and a half, three months is when he started doing that, which is crazy because I think we got a lot more sleep than most parents do. And like a lot of parents, even up until like nine months are still like doing like a nighttime feed, which is sounds awful. I don't want to go back there. <laughs> but we're kind of there right now. So um, he was doing that since like two and a half to three months. And then now at four months, and also I think like us moving has a really big part in that. Like your baby does need a routine. So like when we were doing it consistently and like he was having very consistent kind of nap times, um, when I say consistent, it's not that we were like, yeah, like at 6 a.m. he needs to wake up or whatever. It was just allowing him to tell us when he was awake or asleep. And then yeah. we realized it fell into a pattern. Mm-hmm. So basically, whenever he tells you that he's tired, you put him down, he naps. And then at nighttime when he sleeps, he was sleeping through the night, except for when we were moving. It was just like all of that went Our out the window. Our schedule was all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Like we and were we waking him up mom, in the middle like, of the night to like move him. We had my mom babysitting as well. And yeah. then also... Like, Blue sleeps very soundly when all the conditions mm-hmm. are, like, right. So, like, even during the times when he was sleeping beautifully, if we took him to someone else's house or, like, to a different environment where there wasn't the white noise and it wasn't blacked out and he wasn't swaddled properly, like, he would wake up and yeah. he wouldn't be able to sleep. So, like, with the move as well, like, what we did lose was, like, the ability to, like, properly black out the room mm-hmm. and um, and things like that. So, like... Yeah, I mean, there is a four-month regression, but then also, like, the conditions aren't ideal as yeah, to where they like were really before. Yeah, we, really fucked ourselves over. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we're we're just waiting on some blackout curtains to get here. Yeah, we but. also had him sleeping in, like, the pack-and-play for a while because we, like, hadn't moved the crib yet. Yeah. And that was rough because, like, the pack-and-play is great if you're, like, still using the bassinet, but he was too big for it. And, like, the little, like... I don't know, bottom thing that he sleeps on. It's just like so, it's like literally so scratchy. Yeah, so it's yeah. like the moment that you set him down, it's like making all this plastic noise. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that so reflective material for some reason. But yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but basically, like, w- I, I would say we probably accelerated or really amplified the four month regression because of the move. But four month sleep regression is basically because your baby is learning how to sleep and his circadian rhythm is more set now. But um he and that's like knowing what night and dark is right yeah like night and day so like obviously like we tend to get tired like at nighttime oh God, because i said night and dark night and dark <laughs> <laughs> night and day yes night and day um but yeah it's because like we tend to get tired like at a certain time because we know that's sleep time and that's just your natural circadian rhythm like telling you when to go to sleep and when to wake up and so for babies that's kind of like beginning to set but also it's because now they're sleeping more like adults where we have light sleep and deep sleep and so you have like all the cycles whereas newborn babies pretty much just fall into deep sleep that's why when they're out they're out cold and Mm -hmm. there's like nothing that will really wake them up like loud sounds or light or anything so that was them before and now because he has like the different cycles it's pretty scary to like fall asleep like that feeling of falling asleep is scary to them and so what we found is that now he falls asleep when we're holding him and then as soon as you put him down he like immediately wakes up because he's in light sleep Mm -hmm. whereas before you're holding him you put him down and he's already in deep sleep 
so he doesn't so wake up. he doesn't up. Even realize what's going on. But now yeah. he knows that he's been let go. Yeah, he knows that he's been let go. So you kind of need to hold him for longer. And what we found, I don't know if it's helpful for anybody, but if you ever plan it's on... It's also ha- not foolproof because yeah, it foolproof, works sometimes. But, I mean, these are all things that I feel like we kind of like read about or heard about before. And I think I just didn't take it seriously because you always want to think that your child is an exception. <laughs> yeah. And so like I just assumed that like things he's would be special. easier for us. Um, I think just by nature, I was like, yeah, that's what it is. And so take notes if you want to, but basically what we found is that like, if we hold him, set him down and then like put your hand, like immediately put your hand like on his chest, just to know, just that he knows that it's okay to be in the crib. Like we're still here. And then just allow him to like sleep a little, like fall deeper and deeper into sleep. We only do that for like maybe a minute or two where we stay with him and like put our hand on him but it definitely helps. And I'm hoping, like today, it seems to be a little bit easier than yesterday. So I'm hoping that he's gonna start moving out of the four month sleep regression. But yeah, it is, it, it's been rough. What does it say it lasts roughly like two weeks? It, it lasts anywhere from two to four weeks. And if it's, if the habits continue past that, that means that it's not the sleep regression. It means that you created a new sleep habit oh, no. uh, or routine. And That's so then what I'm you scared need to, of. yeah, you need to fix that. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy just to think like how like the smallest things that you don't even realize could create like a bad habit for your child. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's like, you have to be very conscious and aware of all those little things that like we could possibly do wrong yeah. that would just kind of a mess up our lives and mess up his yeah. you know what i mean where like he'll always need that yeah per se, so like that's the thing that's what we were saying about like feeding so obviously feeding him so that he can fall asleep is a crutch so a crutch would be you know anything from like rocking your baby so that they fall asleep feeding them so that they fall asleep swaddling so that they fall asleep like it's needing something so that they can fall asleep mm-hmm. is a crutch and like i don't necessarily know if it's the worst thing because i'm pretty sure that i was like fed to go to sleep because even for as long as i can remember my mom would give me a bottle to take to bed so that like i would fall asleep so for me it was a thing and now i'm i'm fine like it's not like i need to eat to fall asleep but i do need to be like content and like fed i can't go to sleep Actually, that's not true. I can go to sleep sometimes hungry. Sometimes you eat sleep for breakfast. Yeah, I eat, I sleep, I eat sleep for <laughs> dinner <laughs> sometimes. But all I'm saying is that it's not the worst thing, in my opinion. But anyways, like we do feed him to go to sleep because we found very early on that if he isn't fully fed throughout the day, it's not just about the feed right before um you go to sleep because obviously like it's like if you try to shove like all the amount of food that you need in a day at dinner time like you're you're gonna get full and you can't eat any more than that just at once in general yeah so then it's like you have to be very conscious of like feeding them a sufficient amount for them to be full for the like whole day throughout the day so like i i realized that on days where we're busy kind of doing other stuff and we're not feeding him as much as we normally do then that's when he sleeps more poorly and the thing is like also to know with four months sleep regression is not only are his sleep cycles changing it's because he's growing so like now he's like fully aware of like everything in the room around him he's constantly looking at stuff he's starting to sit up now like we literally positioned him in the sit position actually it's really cute because we have a reel (laughs) of him trying to sit up and falling over but now if we sit him up 
and then put his hands in front of him then he can actually kind of stabilize himself so he's like learning to do all these things and he's more aware of the world around him and as a result he doesn't want to like just feed like before he would be so happy to feed and that was the only thing i think that kind of made him happy because he couldn't really see or hear things but now he's like so happy and content doing other stuff Mm -hmm. and so getting enough food in him is like something i actually have to be aware of because before he would just cry and i'm like oh he's hungry hungry, yeah Yeah, whereas now i'm like kate you need to eat you need to eat (laughs) so yeah it's it's like so many different things and like he is constantly growing like we're not googling as much as we did in the beginning but we honestly still should because there are so many developmental milestones and like it's just a chain effect you know like when one thing changes and like all the other things change and then there's also teething which is oh yeah i feel like it's happening kind of soon yeah because yeah he, he tends to put a lot of things in his mouth right now and that's normally a sign of him teething yeah. but yeah i just remember in the beginning like i had so many tabs open of just like google questions about yeah. literally everything like is this normal is this okay and then yeah. every single time that dan tries to come up with a theory i'm like please just google <laughs> because i don't want to hear your theories i want to know what's actually happening with our baby <laughs> yeah i'm just like trying to create theories based on like what i would like yeah but the thing is like adults are so different from babies (laughs) yeah like he wouldn't be scared by like a little shadowy figure because little it was large yeah because it was your shadow but the thing is like but babies don't really know what fear is you know like fears develop from like other contexts you You know know? they say fear gets brought down did you know that you mean generation yeah yeah, you said that in a really weird way where does it get brought um, down from (laughs) Heredit- is it hereditary? Is yeah, they're hereditary. Is, is that the word? Yeah. 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 So it makes like, sense. So if I'm, if I'm scared of, like, spiders, which I am, then supposedly my DNA gets adjusted. Both of us are scared of spiders, so Blue's going to be really scared of spiders. Yeah, but isn't that kind of crazy that, like, our DNA gets adjusted and lets them know that, like, this is a danger? But that's, like, okay... I can see why that would be nature, but I feel like it also could be nurture because if he sees you freaking out about a spider, he's going to freak out as well. And maybe in the beginning it's just for fun, but then he might actually be like, that's scary. You know, because kids just replicate what it is that you do. So should I should I try and act like I'm not afraid of it and then yeah. see if he is genuinely Because that's the thing is it? that if we are both afraid of it, we need to have somebody in the home that isn't afraid of catching spiders so they can do it for us. So we need to condition so how do, him. So how do we play it off like we're not afraid of it? We're like, yeah, we're not afraid of that, but could you just catch it and put it outside? Yeah. <laughs> He'll probably just grab it. Just like, just be like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah I got hand. you. And he's just like crawling on his arm. Oh, God. And meanwhile, no, I'm like yeah, we're, we can't hide the fact that we're scared of the spiders at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny, though. I guess I don't really know what other... I do have a fear of the dark. I wonder if that, that would be hereditary. You know what I'm afraid of is when I turn off lights behind me. Yeah, I actually... Like in the hallway. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's the scariest, because then, like, the moment you turn off the light, you feel like that there's something behind you. I'm always scared of bathrooms. Bathrooms? Yeah, like, I used to go skating um, growing up, and at the skating rink, there's, like, a huge bathroom with, like tons of stalls but the thing is like the light obviously is off to preserve energy and then it flashes on when you like enter the room but then it flashes on and then all you see is just like hallway of stalls and there's nobody else in there so i'd always be so scared but i have to pee so then i go in literally pee so fast and this is so bad but i wouldn't flush the toilet because i was scared (laughs) that if i flush toilet one it's really loud and two i was always scared that like something would like jump out and eat me <laughs> from the toilet and i don't know if it was like movies or things that i watched but like 
I would I was so scared and then I would like run public, out public bathrooms like are very scary so like in your high school like yeah school public ones like change rooms yeah it's just yeah. ones that flash on the lights yeah, yeah and it's just like dingy it's always so dingy and it's like gross. But you're not scared of like the bathrooms here in your home no well just public is it depends if I'm watching a scary movie oh if I'm watching a scary movie I cannot go to any one any room by myself you can't even watch scary movies i know so that's the thing if i do watch it the thing about scary movies is that like i i know that i'm scared of them but my parents used to always watch them and then i walk into the room and i'm so captivated by the storyline so then i'll stay and watch it even though i'm scared of it and so then i'm like my eyes are glued but i'm like this is really bad for you and i would like always i always just imagine things like i scare myself yeah so i imagine my or i scare myself by imagining things in different rooms and like yeah i cannot go to the bathroom by myself when i'm scared of things i have to turn on all the lights and then somebody needs to come with me oh. yeah so. all right so give us your <laughs> scary movie recommendations and then we'll make a youtube video of us watching it <laughs> no it's, it's so bad but um yeah we got really off topic yeah i think that was kind of all we really wanted to say that's kind of sleep, all that we've experienced so far as well it's only been four months with our baby but it's beam. like everything that everybody says is true and if you're like me and you're very resistant to like people telling you what to do or like how things are gonna be because people are like oh yeah like get all your sleep hours in like you're gonna be so sleep deprived and i mean that doesn't help because like what sleeping like what 48 hours the day before yeah it's not no, really it gonna help, help you no it doesn't help but <laughs> it's I trying think, like, to sleep is, while you have your baby yeah and it's like being trying to be well rested i think a part of that um like a lot of people kind of what i was reading online and like blogs and stuff is that a lot of people say sleep while your baby sleeps and then it, there's i feel like it's two different sides like there's one side that says sleep while your baby sleeps and then the other side that says like how can you expect me to sleep when there's so much stuff to do you know and like we've talked about this before but i think that especially in the beginning because things are like you're learning so much and tensions are so high getting rest is more important in my opinion than doing the laundry i mean unless you're like all out of stuff but don't be afraid to ask for help because it's most important for you and your partner, whoever is doing the parenting, to be well rested because whenever we're both tired, we're so cranky and like we're so short with each other. Yeah. And it's just it, like I just want to like quickly rock blue to sleep or feed him so like, he'll go to sleep and then when he doesn't stay asleep, then I get so frustrated. And, like I don't take it out on him, but it's just like my general energy. Takes it out on me. Yeah, I take it on Dan or like my general energy mm-hmm. is just like so stressed, which yeah. is like not, not a good yeah, it's not a good state to be in because you don't want like your memory of early parenthood or your relationship with your baby to be framed by that emotion. And so um yeah, as much as you can, either ask for help so that you can get some rest or just prioritize your rest because like everything else, in my opinion, can wait. Yeah. Definitely. But it's I hard. I mean, I can, I can see... We'll revisit this if we have another child. Because we keep thinking now, like, holy shit. Like, if we have another kid, like, imagine doing all of this but with, like, a toddler. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. In the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every experience is so different. And every baby's so different. So, like, we have no idea what to expect yeah. with, like, I feel like we baby. did, even though it's been rough. And I think, like, the colicky, we kind of got the short end of the stick with how upset he was in the beginning. And the we did. Yeah, we did... Um, also find out that when we gave him probiotics like you get little like probiotic drops in the pharmacy just make sure you're getting the right one 
that it's like not for an adult because it's like a yeah it's like a smaller dosage for babies but we found that that really 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 helped with his colic um obviously checking with your doctor don't say that i referred you (laughs) but it's something that worked for us um but just giving him probiotic shots really helped with his colic and so he was it was honestly night and day like he was like so 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 much happier um and like when he was awake like literally before that he was crying constantly when he was awake like there was not a single time where he wasn't crying so yeah probiotics really really helped and then eventually we like stopped doing it because he just kind of grew out of needing it but yeah i feel like at the beginning we got the short end of the stick and then once he was kind of more adjusted like he slept so beautifully so like people were so surprised that we like looked so well rested and happy (laughs) i think just because we learned what work best for our baby and like doing it consistently that's the thing that people say all the time but it really works because if you keep switching up like oh like okay this doesn't work let me try this let me try this let me try this like your baby's just gonna get more and more confused because like you keep trying a bunch of different things and they're trying to adjust to what you're doing but you're doing so much random stuff Mm -hmm. that it's just upsetting to them that like they're like okay i thought i was gonna go to sleep when you did this but now you're doing this like i don't get it yeah, so we just got to continue the same routines. Yeah. But yeah, there was a there that was a good time when he would just like sleep all through the night. Like we actually got so much rest. Yeah. Now I am feeling fatigued again, and that's just because he is waking up like every once in a while. But I mean, it's still not that bad. It's well, not like, as bad as the beginning. Well, like literally last night, like so he had his first disaster nap, which is like a part of this four month sleep regression, and it took us two to three hours to put him down for a nap, and like at that point like you kind of want to give up because you're just like okay he doesn't want to sleep like he won't like he won't fall asleep like let me just i don't know like walk him around the house or like put like have him be awake but the thing is like he's showing you that he's tired and it's just hard for him to fall asleep so yeah two nights ago we stayed up to like 3 a.m yeah it was so rough yeah that yeah that night was really rough and then last night or last night i slept like so early because i was like yeah i was like i I need to prepare for the 3 a.m wake but he actually didn't wake up early because um we gave him a bottle so i pretty much exclusively breastfeed we only give him formula if like dan's mom is watching him so then she'll feed him um or in the very beginning when my milk supply was so unstable like if i felt like i didn't have enough milk then we would just have formula so that you know in case i run out like top them up yeah but then we hadn't done it for a really long time because it was stable like he was eating well he was sleeping well we didn't need it but i feel like lately because it's been such a struggle to get him to feed because he wants to look around at the room we actually found that when he's feeding from a bottle he's not like facing my body he can like face kind of outward and so he'll actually be happy to like feed and then also look around so we gave him a bottle right before bed and i think like him having like enough milk like really put him out so mm-hmm. yeah i think that that was really helpful so we'll I mean, keep trying that and see how it goes <laughs> yeah but yeah so yeah that is our sleep update i hope that this was <laughs> helpful insightful um yeah I, I feel like it's important to talk about because i think that on social media like a lot of people be like i don't know how you guys are doing all of this like with the move and like us constantly creating content and it's hard like it's exhausting it is really really hard and we are exhausted but it's not impossible it's not impossible and i think that we're both also very happy like i think we're very happy to have like 
kind of a sense of normalcy and like be able to work yeah but then also being able to be as present with him as possible and like because blue is growing so much now he's awake longer so i am finding that we have to entertain him more before like you would just put him down to sleep and he would sleep throughout most of the day but now he's like awake wanting to do stuff he wants you to hold him he wants to play with his toys he wants to like we got a jumperoo recently which like made it kind of rough because now all he wants to do is be on his feet so i don't know that we're gonna keep putting him in the jumperoo because i feel like he, it's too early he should, for him to stand he should learn how to crawl first yeah exactly like it's too early for him to stand but all he wants to do is be in a standing position so basically like we just we just need to entertain him a lot yeah. more now so i feel like maybe the first couple of months when he was sleeping through the night we were doing a lot more because we had more time but i think that now we're gonna find that it's much more difficult to have time to do our other things because even when he's playing he wants us to be there with him like we he wants us to literally watch him play with a teether toy like you you can't just sit him down and think that he's entertained because he's doing something he needs you to sit there watching him do it Mm -hmm. um so that wasn't the case before (laughs) so yeah we'll see if you know we'll, we'll constantly adjust and i think like it's just going to get to a point where even though me and Dan like doing everything together, I think it's just going to get to a point where one of us needs to be hanging out with him and then the other person can like go do chores or like get some work done. But yeah, we'll yeah. take shifts. We'll, uh, yeah, constant attention. And stuff. Yeah, babies need constant attention. And I mean, it's good. It's like they thrive when you give them attention. So I think it's Which important. Yeah, it's important for us too. And we're just adjusting. We're constantly adjusting which is good and we'll keep you guys posted yeah (laughs) all right so we will see you guys next week you can follow us at needs and deans i am your girl needs and i'm dan's day off and we'll see you guys next week bye oh it's my birthday week next week hey (laughs) oh wish you a happy birthday all right bye bye bye